Hi and welcome to yet another episode of Up Next. As per usual, this is your host Ali Murtadam, and on today's episode, I'm joined by none other than Nabia Rashid. Nabia is an entrepreneur and the founder of her own UAE-based customization and gift shop, and you're about to listen to our conversation on how she built her small business in the middle of COVID last year, the challenges of running a small business, and how she was able to incredibly scale hers in just over a year, the darker side of entrepreneurship, and much more. So, without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, and if you do enjoy this episode, please make sure to follow the podcast and drop a review too if you're listening to the Apple Podcast. I'll be forever grateful. And now, cue the music. <clears throat> so hi, Nabia, and welcome and Up Next. Hi, Ali. Thank you so much for inviting me. It really, really means the world to me. Of course, thank you so much for joining me. Honestly, I love your work. I love your content that you post about it and your work. I personally got the little Spotify thing uh, for for my own podcast, which is how I found out about you. And it's absolutely amazing. Uh, like I was just telling you before we started recording, it's on the top of my shelf. So before we start digging into your products, what you do, uh, your small business, why don't we kick things off by you telling us a bit more about yourself and what you do? Okay, great. So my name is Nabia. I am the owner and founder of Nabia Creates. I started this business about a year back and we specialize in creative gifts. So not your typical, we do have these typical mugs and everything, but we focus on making every gift so special and, you know, personalizing it in such a way that it's specifically made for that person and for them to enjoy Awesome. And, you know, what got you, before I ask that, actually, when did you start Nabia Creates? So I started June of last year. So June 2020, right at somewhere between the pandemic, I bought bought a machine for myself. And I was like, you know what, I can make amazing things with this. And that's where I went from there. <laughs> That's amazing. Pete, by the way, so many people that have had on the podcast, myself included, have started stuff like mid-pandemic, and it's absolutely amazing to see all that stuff come up and yeah. survive and continue strongly and thrive. And now you know you started June 2020, but I mean, let's take it back to then. Why did you even decide to start Navia Trade? So why did you think of you know customizing things and then selling them? How did the idea get into your head? So I've, I like to call myself a little crazy. I have been wanting to have my own business and become an entrepreneur probably since I was 15 or 16 in high school, back when everyone wanted to get those MNC jobs. I was like, I want to do something on my own. And I want my, not necessarily my name to be there, but just build a brand. And that's where I started Nubia Creates. I started working when I was about 16, just with my parents. Um, I had a couple of internships and I I just, I can't sleep at night without thinking of creative ideas and that's where this sprung from. <laughs> and, you know, um, so you're saying you always wanted to have your own business and things like that, but what is it about, you know, entrepreneurship or um, just having your own thing, running your running the show yourself that makes it so attractive to you and wants you to, make, makes you want to continue with it? 
I think it's necessary for everyone to have a purpose. So you should know where you belong and what you specialize in, what makes you you, basically. And what makes me me is that I know what I want to do. I wake up every morning. I have a purpose. I know where what my day is going to look like. And that uncertainty is something that personally I've always been scared of. So going down this path, it was definitely a difficult one, but it's so fulfilling and just seeing everyone's sweet messages and the love pour over our product. It's unlike any other feeling. Definitely. And now, you know, when you first started, what was your vision for Nabia Crates? Like, what did you want it to be? Well, I started not knowing anything. I didn't I didn't even really have a vision for it. Neither did I, Alhamdulillah, neither did I think for it to become as big as it is today. I kind of just like started with selling to my friends and I was like, okay, like it, it's going to stay this way. And the game really changed when a lot of people started asking for the products because it was not something that was here in the UAE market. So I never envisioned any of this, but I just knew that I wanted to have something to do every single day to know that I'm going down a proper path in life. And yeah. I mean, I I love hearing how passionate you are about it and how much that you've turned this idea of yours into your, I mean, your literally passion, like your purpose, something that you, that you're just saying you want to wake up and do, which is absolutely amazing. And I'm really happy for you on that. And now, you know, I want to go back to the point of you running it, everything from your house, you doing the whole package. Uh, I I think I saw, um, I'm not sure if you posted it or that you shared it, but there is like a couple of days ago, I saw this reel that you posted. It's like uh, introducing you to my small business. And it's like yeah. the PR person. And it was like, it's the same person that is the PR person, the, yeah. the, I think the finance, the, the R&D, the production and all of that. So it's a, it's a one woman or a one Navia show. So how's it been for you so far to, I mean, run everything by yourself and from your own house? It is it is very overwhelming because there are everything needs to be done before four, right? Everyone sleeps after like six o'clock, and uh, it gets extremely overwhelming to manage all the tasks. And then I tend to look at finances a little bit later in the day when the whole world is quiet. For a really long time, I kind of worked the other way around. So people used to wake up in the morning, receive their gifts and, you know, go on to live their day. Whereas I used to wake up in the afternoon, work, and then I would ship out everyone's orders at like two, three, four a.m. And then I would go to bed. So that was the only way to cope because during the day I would have to work on posts and social media and we're talking to influencers. So all of that, I I think just writing down to-do lists has what helped me the most. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it gets very, very overwhelming. And kudos to you, honestly, for keeping that. It was, I mean, even doing this for quite some time, and it's only been growing, right? So the, the tests have been getting more and yeah. more and more. And I'm sure it's been getting increasingly difficult. But uh, I mean, you are absolutely killing it, and I'm sure you're gonna keep smashing it. But actually, you know, related to that. Where do you see Nabia Creates in the future, right? So do you see yourself with your own team, with your own store? I mean, uh, what is your vision for it for the future? 
So Alhamdulillah, it still looks like I'm the one running the show, but there are a lot of people that work for Nabia Creates. So we have, yeah, I mean, I'm yet to disclose everything, uh, but we have a team of four people just in customer service and communication. And we have about four people in production. So I overlook everything. We make sure all the deliveries are made properly and the proper things are packed. Thank you cards and things like that. Uh, we have also hired for sourcing and finance and everything. So what I envision for Nabia Creates is much larger now, now that I'm able to see things come to life. I do plan on uh, shipping worldwide. It is a, a struggle that a lot of small businesses face that, you know, you're not able to find suppliers because bigger companies sell out in bulk, like every single day. And you need to have that volume to get good rates. So my goal is to have it be accessible to everyone around the world and at good rates. And I do want to start retail, but it is something that's always frightened me because we do personalized gifting. So I'm like, okay, how is this going to work? Right. So the only way is like you come there and you book your order. But hopefully within the next few months, I do want to try that out. Oh, that's amazing. And actually, thank you for the segue that you just uh, mentioned earlier, which is the challenges the small businesses face, because this is exactly where we're heading with the conversation. I usually like to, you know, at this point, jump into the challenges and mistakes side of things, because it's very, very relevant to people that are doing something similar, and I'm sure would add a lot of value to them. So first things first, what are some of the challenges that you face throughout your, I mean, over a year long journey that has defined it? I think the first challenge, I even posted a video about this, that Amazon sends your orders within a couple of minutes and they're able to process it. And someone commented saying that, you know, you should take as many orders as you can fulfill and make sure that they're perfect. And I was like, I replied to the comments saying that, you know, small businesses don't even understand how many orders to take, right? Because there are like a hundred people messaging you who are so sweet and they want their things delivered and you are you book everyone in and then you're and then you try to categorize them. We try to categorize them according to dates. And then you realize that some days are so busy where you're just pulling all nighters and then some days you're just relaxed. I think the first struggle is just figuring out, you know, how much you can even do in a day. I've just maintained Google Sheets for that and analyzed trends over the past couple of months. And another challenge that people face is finding good people. I think not just small businesses, but just life and corporates in general, finding the right people to work with and to have around you. It's so important because small businesses come uh, come from a place where they want to hire people that need to be trustworthy. And um, I have struggled with that. I have worked with people who learn and then they just want to start something on their own or people who understand some things and then they want to try and change up their names. I recently was trying to hire someone and they, (laughs) funnily enough, they told me that, you know, there's a major mistake with what you do. And I asked him what it is. And he said that the name of the brand is wrong. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you for I your mean... application. <laughs> we will not be getting back in touch with you. Not interested. Yeah. So, uh, finding the right people is a big, big task. 
sourcing as well. But Alhamdulillah, I come from a background where my family has always been in business. So they, my mom, my dad, they've always been there to guide me on where to find suppliers and who to talk to. So I think having getting the help of people you know, because people are often afraid to ask for help. What will people think? And, you know, like, am I going to bother them? But I think it's always important to reach out if you think they can help you. Definitely. I mean, it, there's nothing more important. And it, you kind of don't expect how much people are willing to help, especially if you ask yes. the right people. And if you ask enough people, like if you ask one or two people and they say no, I mean, or they're busy, that's completely fine. Ask more, ask like 10, ask 20 people. Exactly, What's the, exactly. Worst case scenario, one or two are gonna reply. Best case scenario, all are gonna reply, and then you're gonna get, yeah. you know, info or value from twenty brilliant minds combined. So yeah. it's win-win. And I think uh, and another big thing that comes from that is that these people know of you. Like even if they read the message and they say no, they know that okay, Nabia still does this. Nabia does personalization. Nabia, sorry, does custom gifts. So. I mean, there are so many ways in which that can benefit you because, A, you just built a network with them. They know who you are. Exactly. If they find anything relevant to you or if they hear someone looking for anything relevant or if they find an opportunity where they can help you later on, you will be on the top of their minds regardless of even if they're thinking or not because yeah. you just introduce yourself to them. I agree. People are honestly so helpful. I still reply to so many people every single day asking, the, you know, they ask me for business advice. And I've gone and made videos to help them. Just today, I read a message which was so sweet that someone started their entire business just based on the videos that we put out. And uh, that is amazing, even though we don't directly uh, address them. But uh, people are just tuning into the videos and learning from there. It's always amazing to add value and give back because value is very, very important and you can't receive without giving, right? It's it's a two-way street. Agreed, agreed. I Yeah, and people are more helpful than you think. I think everyone is ready because everyone starts somewhere, right? They know that they had people to help them, so they, you know, owe it to the world to help others as well, yeah. Exactly. And now, you know, so we've touched upon the challenges, and now I want to jump into the fun part, which is mistakes. Now, I love talking about mistakes because they are... People don't talk about mistakes that much, right? Like, I can tell from your smile, too. It's a, <laughs> you've, got, you've got some funny stories to tell to share with us. But the reason I love talking about mistakes is that you'd never really ask someone, like, hey, hey, what's your proudest mistake, right? You know, maybe that could offend them or whatever. But then you'd go yeah, tell them, oh, what's your proudest achievement? Oh, what are you, what's your greatest moment or whatever? But then, yeah. I mean, when we talk about the value added, which one really has more value? Because that person might be just about to run into that same mistake or they're in it, they don't know how to get out of it. Maybe they want to know how they could have gotten out of it better. So without any further ado, uh, I've done some nice buildup. So here's the question. <laughs> what was the biggest mistake that you made that you think people can learn from? I think not one, a lot of mistakes. Like on my hand, I could count like three, four mistakes. I think when you jump from a corporate job to a business, it might be an easier transition. For me, I started... Just having this as the baseline, I never worked for any company, any corporate. And I think my biggest mistake was discipline. And I used to just think to myself that, you know what, it's just a small task and or how am I going to finish it? It seems like a huge mountain. 
And the advice I give is that you should, you know, break down your goals into tasks and then into tasks by hour, just so you can achieve more because it, it often feels overwhelming. Even for me, uh, that is my second mistake. But even for me, something like developing my website, it took me a course of eight months to get it to the place that it's at. And it's not even, uh, it has a lot of flaws, it has issues. And I think I also like in this part that we end up also trusting uh, people that we call professionals. But then there are so many professionals in the market, specifically in the digital part of the world, that uh, you would want to research on what platforms you are working with. So the first one being just uh, having discipline and uh, breaking things down and focusing on the task at the hour instead of looking at how much you need to do in a day or in a life. And uh, the second one being research is extremely important. I think a lot of us, when we graduate, we're like, okay, we've learned everything. Let, let, let's jump into this entrepreneur thing. But it never stops. I graduated and I still learn so much. I made my website on entirely the wrong platform and I'm still trying to figure out the right one. Um, so that's a mistake. I, I, we, you know, we easily trust. I trusted a digital company that, okay, you know what, let's get this website developed. I want my website to be out there. People can order. And then you realize, shit, this takes a lot of money. And not just money, it takes a lot of time to have these websites running properly. So that kind of research is very important, even starting small, like linking back to my previous point. Other than that, mistakes are, I still go on this path is not giving yourself enough time. You just want to grow your business so much and you're so ambitious and you're seeing the world run and you're like, okay, I want to run with them that you don't want to take even a day off, even a minute off. Just uh, last week, uh, I was working on a Friday and I love working, but then I stopped for a second and I'm like, you know what? Everyone at home is going out, and but I can't. And I spoke back with my business coach and he told me that it's about you choosing what days you want to take off. So he was like, it's important for you to rest so that you can restart and do even better, which I think a lot of small businesses and just entrepreneurs in general don't do enough is rest. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's longevity in the end of the day, right? You you can't continue forever, especially when you're exactly. overseeing everything like yourself. Like you have to also understand that you are human. You're not a machine in the end of the day. Burnout is very, 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 very common. And just like mm-hmm. how you try to look after your business, you have to look out for the brains behind the business and the person behind the business that, I mean the person that your name is literally the business right so you have to look out for Nabia to be able to look out for Nabia creates in the end of the day yeah I agree but I think a lot of times people also um, get burdened with expectations you know because we have um, collection after collection and things going live and a million things happening at once that I think to myself that there's no time to rest. Let's let's just keep running on. But that's something I'm working on is just taking off. And I think it's important for people to realize that they deserve time off and to set boundaries. Yeah. Definitely. I generally couldn't agree more with you. And now, you know, uh, before we get into the advice bit of things, and we have covered some of it, I, uh, I got this question when I was hearing you talk about you know, the mistakes and, um, I mean, 
the things about entrepreneurship and running your own things that people don't always hear about. So with that, you know, we've spoken about how, you know, being an entrepreneur is something that you've always wanted, something you're very passionate about, and it helped you find your purpose. But to you, what is the thing that you hate the most about entrepreneurship? <laughs> Just it's not always sunshines and rainbows, right? We always have to touch on the other side as well to be realistic and relatable to people that are going through this right now. I don't necessarily hate anything, but I think um, as a business person, I have to deal with all kinds of people. So there are amazing, amazing customers. And then there are customers who don't understand things easily. There are rude customers. So uh, in front of every customer, you have to learn to mold yourself a little bit and uh, cater to exactly what they are looking for, which sometimes get extremely difficult because we talk to so many people. And um, I think that's the only part. As much as I enjoy talking to people, I wish that it was a little bit more easier. We are trying to build our own platform and that's somewhere that we lack. I'm someone who thinks about not not about why the customer is wrong or how this is the customer's fault, but how can the company grow in such a way that it becomes easier for the customer to enjoy the service and enjoy the products that come from WKRS. I absolutely love that. And that is also just, that was actually my the next question that I had for you in terms of advice, because I noticed that you deal with a lot of customers, right? And it can get very, very, very tricky, especially for small businesses, because I mean, they are one of your biggest assets because if they have a good experience, the chances are that you're going to find more people through word of mouth and, you know, stuff like that. Them recommending them, putting something on their story because they really liked it and they're happy with the experience compared to, you know, you're pushing it on social media and whatnot because it's not always so huge right at the start because you wouldn't always have for that so is there anything else that you would add to entrepreneurs or people that have businesses that are very 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 customer centric of course all businesses are more or less customer centric but one that requires that you deal with consumers i almost i was trying to combine customers and consumers into one (laughs) but so where you have to deal with customers on a very close basis and things like that I think, like I say, we we mold ourselves to every customer, to every order to ensure that it's perfect. And the only advice I would say, it, it is a very small one, but it would be to keep record of everything. So whatever the customer ordered, what did their designs look like? And if you're talking to a lot of customers, it's very important to have that database with you. Um, in order to reach back to them for marketing purposes or even for you to recall later on, it helps in terms of accounts. It um, helps in terms of, uh, you know, if you ever face any problems or recalling orders. And I think you need to always remember that every customer is a privilege. That's what I think of it. Even if a customer orders something for 10 dirhams, whether it's something as small as a personalized box, or, you know, they make an order for the entire family. For me, each customer is just as valuable because honestly, without them, without my customers, without my community, I wouldn't be where I am today. I I love that. I love that. I truly do. And now, you know, onto another uh, thing that is advice related, but it's kind of indirectly. So 
you started a year ago or actually a little more over the a little more over a year so what is something that you know you wish you had known before you started your business what is something that you know had you had known it it would have made things a little bit easier for you and like smooth sailing so just coming back on it what i wish i had known is just finding the right people so it's so important to do your research there are companies out there there are people out there who are ready to help you even in terms of your friends i still reach out on my instagram asking my customers for help and um, i think the most important thing that i wish i had known is to not underestimate how large something can you know become just by you putting in effort because i i didn't think of it that way i just started it like you know what it's going to stay this small and then like typically i'm going to get married and then live off my life and uh, it's very important to find people that power you in a way that you know that it's going to be greater than what you think it's going to be and now with that we more or less conclude the parts of the part of the episode where we talk about yourself and your business and now we jump into one of my more favorite parts is we get to know more about Nabia rather than Nabia the entrepreneur and Nabia the founder of Nabia Creates but Nabia the person right the the person behind the business cuz it really would help you know people get a better perspective about yourself your take on things and help them grasp your ideas a bit better and also just a warning that questions do tend to get a lot deeper compared to the previous questions and you'll see by the first question and the first question is uh i mean as nabia how would you define success how would i define success success okay i think success like i say is just for me it's having a purpose is to support the people that are asking for help um there there is no clear cut definition to success but i think for a lot of people and for me as well it's just doing something every day that makes you happy you know that you know whatever it is whether it makes you money or it doesn't even if it's just a hobby or talent that you follow for me that's success that you sleep you go to bed and you're content with everything that you've done and that you know you just have a purpose in life for me that is what i would define success as that is amazing and i definitely agree with you on that definition of it and now on to the next one and it's about describing yourself so uh, how would you describe yourself uh, to a complete random stranger that knows nothing about you in just three words to give them you know the best idea by yourself okay um i would describe myself as passionate i would describe myself as hard working and i would probably say creative i am someone who always thinks outside the box no matter what even if it's something as simple as can be i like to think of if we tweak this if we change that how much better will it be i mean i think the first two your business your work the progress that you've made they just absolutely confirm of both of them <laughs> and your designs just uh, i mean speak of volumes of your creativity i i don't think you'll ever need to prove that ever 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 again oh, thank i mean you. anyone that even scrolls over your page for 5 seconds would notice that one and now this is not really a question but something that i've introduced recently and 
basically, the mic is yours. Before we sign off, what is something that you want to leave people listening with? Okay, great. Um, well, as an entrepreneur, as someone who started at the time of COVID, I think um, it's important for me to put this message out into the world that it's you need to believe in yourself more. You need to do things that make you happy, regardless of whether they bring you money, regardless of whether your family is okay with it or not, regardless of anything in the world. If it brings a smile on your face, even remotely, if in inside you're happy and you're content, you need to keep following that dream because, alhamdulillah, we live in a world where, you know, hobbies and passions become careers. And I tell a lot of people who ask me as well, even people that work in the same field as me, that I want to start, but it's so difficult. Like there are so many people doing it. I'm like, but the world doesn't have you, right? You are going to bring something that is truly going to be remarkable. And that's what you're going to be known for. So I think it's important to just believe in yourself and start instead of thinking of starting. Definitely. I mean, before before we sign off, the the only thing I would uh, I would say is, I mean, on top of that is, there is nothing better than doing what makes you happier. And a very big thing about Agreed. doing what makes you happier, if it makes you happy, it doesn't have to make sense to anyone. I know it's I a very cringy Instagram thing that I personally <laughs> have seen last week, but I think when I saw it, I actually digested it, it affirmed it for me because. It doesn't matter what people think. If this actually puts a smile on your face, if it gives you purpose, people aren't in your skin 24-7. You know, if it's your purpose, it's your life at the end of the day, you are the one that is going to reap the benefits, you're the one that's going to reap the rewards, or you're the one that's going to eat shit if it doesn't work out. <laughs> so if it makes you happy, do it. Just for forget what anyone thinks. Yeah, and honestly, the world that we live in, people appreciate talent, people appreciate just honesty, right? Especially with social media where everything looks so much bigger than it is. Just being yourself, it that's what I do on Nabi Akris. It's just speak my heart out. It's be myself. And uh, alhamdulillah, it's worked so far. <laughs> so, yeah. And inshallah, it keeps working. And, you know, that's because there's only one Nabi, right? You are Nabi. Yeah. No one else is, right? No one else is Yes, no is one you, else is Which Ali. is why your ideas are unique. Exactly. Which is why your ideas are unique and why people are attracted to them. And on that note, once again, thank you so much for joining me. It generally has been an absolute pleasure to pick your brain, know a little more about your work and what you do and where you want to take it. And I wish you all the best with all the future goals. And I can't wait to see Nabia Crates go all the way to the moon. Thank you, moon, Ali. It's been, <laughs> it's been an honor to come on here and just have a little bit of time to speak about myself. It means the world to me. Thank you for inviting. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.